0: Good afternoon, I am Ronaldo McKenzie, and this is the Neoliberal Round Podcast. In 2006, I was serving as the Youth Minister for the Northern Parishes of the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. Something happened that led to an interpretive conclusion about the sacred and profane. The divine or God, whatever he, she, or it is called, intervene or intervenes insofar as we believe in the divine's intervention. But isn't that cliche? And doesn't that belief lead to a conclusion that is already based on the assertion or assumption of that belief? For in the Iliad, the intervention that is expressed is one that is similar. If it works out in the way that you want it to work out, then that was the divine intervening. If not, the gods didn't want a particular outcome. Nevertheless, the story I am about to share below is powerful, which leads to a personal conclusion that is found elsewhere. And if not relatable by others, then the revelation is special. But let us continue with our testimony. I was at the manse on a Saturday night with four younger men from the hood whom I was mentoring at the time. I explained to them that, I had, that I'd like to take them to a youth mission two to three hours in another parish. As I was, I was to be the main speaker I invited them to pray with me as I didn't have any money to put gas in the car to get to the destination, but was hoping for a miracle or some divine intervention. We gathered in my room in a circle and prayed, asking God to help us to get to our destination by intervening in a specific way. We prayed that God would move upon the gas station owner to be present at the pump when we get there and the lowest to get a full tank on him. I had urged the divine while praying to intervene in that specific way that the young men could bear witness of the divine and since I am about promoting the business of God and not self, that he would intervene as this was not for self, but for his glory. The following Sunday morning, we all woke up, got dressed, had breakfast, and loaded up the van and started on our way with the gas tank on E. Once I was nearing the gas station, I started getting some doubts and passed the gas station with the hope of probably going to a church member to ask for some money. But one of the boys shouted from the back saying, Rev, why are you past the gas station? We need gas. And what about your prayer? I immediately turned the vehicle around and headed back up the hill to the gas station. I pulled up to the front and did not see anyone looking like the owner. The gas station attendant inquired about my purchase and said, fill it up. And the attendant started filling the tag. I was becoming nervous as I didn't see anything profound happening that would save the day but then the gas station owner showed up out of nowhere came up to to the pump that I was on and inquired about if and inquired about if I had paid already he came up to my window and said how are you good morning you're good to go you don't have to pay for it on the house i responded with glee thanking him and as we pull off the pump, I was hearing some scuffling at the back of the vehicle. And as soon as I exited the gas station with the vehicle, the young men were filled with shock and amazement and started to shake my hand and touch my head and shoulders, saying they need some of the blessings and to pray for them as if I was Jesus or some sacred or sacerdote or sacerdote. dotes of... of, 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 of as if I'm a prophet, it's a it's a term that we learn in, in, um, in, 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 in DLS, in uh, liberal studies. Talk about, in Greek, the sacerdote, or sacerdote, sacred dots or the prophet. They were convinced, though. Moving get in, Let's get back to my story. Let's get back to my story before I get off, get, get off tangent here. They were convinced that God had intervened, and so did I, and so was I. However, the interpretation of such a revelation may be the result of knowledge that I was exposed to from birth and the sacred and profane, about the sacred and profane. Let me say it again. I said, I had said and believed that I was convinced and we were all convinced that God intervened. However, the interpretation of such revelation may be the result of knowledge that I was exposed to from birth and about this, that as it relates to the sacred and profane. For what if it were a coincidence? But to believe that it was a coincidence would also be based in or on historical knowledge that debunk miracles and the sacred as tales about natural occurrences that are coincidental. However, to believe this Takes as much faith, however, to believe this takes as much faith and reason as it takes to believe that God had intervened. But human beings have this tendency to interpret stimuli, and when one looks at the foundation of knowledge and the dynamics of its growth and evolution, one must approach it critically, since human beings, according to Ian Baruma and Avishai Margalit, are prone to prejudice or prejudices as it is part of the human condition further the view of the west in occidentalism that is the east assuming the negative about the about the worst about the west which promotes the west which uh, again let me let me repeat that again further the view the view of the west in occidentalism that is the east assuming the negative about the about the 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 West, which promotes that the West is dangerous to humanity as they are soulless and ungodly and seeks to bring destruction on the earth is like the worst aspect of its counterpart, Orientalism, which is the stripping away of those in the East by the West of their humanity or intelligence. As if they are children needing guiding. From those who believe that they are better than the other. Essentially, Edward Said in Orientalism makes the point that Orientalism privileges itself over another culture, and even if that culture or subgroup of people have any positive outcome that is of its own, that is of its own credit. It is explained as a result of Western penetration or an outcome from without that is within itself, limited. In effect, in Orientalism, the West accuses the East of being ignorant of its own history, or intellectually limited. This is based on the limitations of the West in using its own values and privilege to judge another's which is at best ethnocentric. Indeed, this idea of privilege and status evolves to take on more sophistication over time thanks to philosophers, theologians such as St. Augustine's Confessions, whose writings were incorporated within the Christian doctrine over, over any other as it provides a convincing and reasonable basis to transform and develop Christianity into a huge hegemonic institution or capitalist franchise under the guise of piety. From the patristic leading up to the medieval eras and beyond, politicians or noblemen leaders of a society who created or sensationalized tales about the sacred and profane, contained within Homer's Iliad, Hesiod's Theogony, Theogony, Plato's Republic, or Socrates within the Phaedo, the Bible, the Quran, etc., continue to develop the theme of privilege, position, and status as as it takes form from Homer to Plato, Aristotle to Aquinas, and Augustine when we attempt to study the foundations and evolution of human society. When we delve into Plato's Phaedo and his other projects, it would seem as if Plato could not escape this human condition, nature, described by Kant, and this special interest intellectualism, eschewed by Gramsci. Unlike all the previous Greek poets and the putative historians before, Plato downplayed Hersey, and was more methodical, utilising reason as his as his brand of logic to tell and arrive at Greek truth. Herodotus and Thucydides had already begun to challenge the truth or myth of the Greeks contained in Homeric literature and the Hesiod poems as nothing but fake news that justified Greek chauvinism as wars couched in ethnocentrism and Persians and the other peoples. Plato may have been inspired by this. His love for Socrates and the mountain of new literature that challenged traditional Greek thought exposed in Homer and Hesiod, so that the approaches of the approaches that so that he approaches all things through philosophia. This search for the truth, since it has been lost in Greek myths highlighted by Herodotus and Thucydides and Sappho Pindar and the difference in their themes of war, heroism, love and strife that serves as a basis for this new Socratic-Platonic interest of today where reality is never before split into two between the soul, the immaterial and the body. This theme of privilege is not new, of power taking sides and advocating for a particular norm that fits its narrative over any other is something that I am exploring and delving into as we look at this new, as we, as we look at our own society here and look at what's going on with in, in the political society, in our political society, and especially now with elections on the rise and people are scoring big points by doing what? By creating policies and law that speaks to their sensibilities. But that does not arrive at truth. Because as we said earlier, we talked about, we yesterday, or yes, yesterday we talked about a different kind of truth. or way of arriving at truth. There's the pragmatist truth. Truth that makes sense to you. That which is useful. It is a strategy. And you know, if you study various kinds of truth. With, within certain cultures, there are certain truths. Truths that is important and within within a, a, the pragmatist, which is what it, it seems as if that's the kind of truth that sells when you look at what's going on with the the kind of laws that people are passing about and right now the the law that and just theres a news there's recent news saying that um the math several math books sixty percent of all of the math book that was recommended by Florida by the school system has been rejected so right now they don't have so it's as if Come up with something else. We talk about phariseecalism. Do as I do, but not as I say. But we'll continue the discussions here as I seek to look at the development of power, privilege, position, and status within the foundations of historical literature and divine intervention. And uh, as we'll study society from the beginning of time and looking at current trends within... And okay, within religion, within politics, within science, and various disciplines, every single facet of society is touched by this privileged position. It doesn't matter who you are or what race you claim to be and we talk about if talk about uh if you read Martin Oppenheimer, he talks about classism and how whatever the problem of classism is that when one class wins the narrative of the fight of of the day. They develop certain privilege. they develop certain kind of system to maintain their privilege, to maintain their power. And then, okay, but the thing is, and there is a level of domination and hegemony that goes with this newfound position, and that's the problem. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: And in it you write in part quote As the Republican Party evolves from a party focused on individual liberty and limits on government power to a party that more fully embraces government control of the economy and morality, it is reversing many of its previous stances on free speech in public universities, in public education, and in private corporations. Driven by a combination of partisan animosity and public fear, it is embracing the tactics that it once opposed. The right is now in the process of unlearning liberty. After decades of litigation and legislation, it largely gained what it wanted, a much more free marketplace of ideas. But it is difficult for a commitment for liberty to survive, partisan animosity. If you hate or fear your opponents enough, it is hard to resist the sirens song of using raw state power to silence their voice. David.
0: That is David French via the Atlantic. The title, free speech for me, but not for thee. That is courtesy of Morning Joe. This is the Neoliberal Round podcast. David French in the Atlantic entitled free speech for me but not for thee free speech for me but not for thee in the article he says this as the republican party evolves from a party focused on individual liberty and limits on government power to a party that more fully embraces government control of the economy and morality it is reversing many of its previous stances and free speech in public universities in public education and it, and in private corporations driven by a combination of partisan animosity and public fear it is embracing the tactics that it once opposed the right is now in the process of unlearning liberty after decades of litigation and legislation it largely gained what it wanted a much more free marketplace of ideas but it is difficult for a commitment to liberty to survive partisan animosity if you hate or fear your opponents enough. Opponents enough. It is hard to resist the siren song of using raw state power to silence their voices. And that is David French. That was uh, David French, and he was actually on. Good morning, Amer- Good morning, Joe, this morning on MSNBC, where he went on to say to Joe on Good Morning America, he said to him, he said, the problem is it was a party that encourages free speech. It was a party of neoliberalism. It was a party, but now he says the problem with freedom, with free speech and so on, is that when free, when people, it's, po- it's a problem of power. A problem of power when people want and he says this when people want freedom for themselves when the other people want freedom for themselves it's an issue there are those who believe in free speech and freedoms but when those freedoms affect their freedoms or if those freedoms does not relate to the kind to their ideological principle then it becomes a problem. And so you see what's happening in schools regarding um, the ability to teach real history and the attack on certain freedoms, certain freedoms. You know, it's we are free to have a gun and we are free to speak whatever we want to say. Religion should be free. But when we start to talk about certain other freedoms, Teaching critical race theory the, Then there are laws Against that So you know you you see the hypocrisy You see the duplicity in society And that is why I'm telling you You guys I am the, the, It's an issue of privilege It's an issue of power It's an issue of position and status And I talked about Religion when you look when you study The foundations of historical literature And you look at When people various strands of the day was, fight, was fighting for dominance, who would be the dominant religion? What would be the dominant thought? What would be the dominant theory? It's what's happening. It's part of the competition. And that competition, there is also unfair tactics where people create policies and laws against the other another round of the neoliberal round podcast and today we are discussing privilege, power status and secrets to unlocking divine intervention which is part of a new book book project and work that we're doing here at the neoliberal and that I'm doing here regarding my dissertation and my research and um, earlier we we looked at the we played, um, we, we explored Mr. French's article in the Atlantic, where he talks about how the Republican Party is evolving, beca- moving away from individualism and free speech and becoming a party of laws. But that is not true. That is not true when you think about it. That is not true because I have argued that the idea of privilege and status evolves. To take on more sophistication over time when you study historical literature if david french studies historical literature and if you were to journey with me as we look at historical literature throughout you will the the I, this idea of privilege and status evolves to take on more sophistication over time Thanks to philosophers, theologians, such as St. Augustine's Confessions, whose writings were incorporated within the Christian doctrine over any other as it provides a convincing and reasonable basis to transform and develop Christianity into a huge hegemonic institution or capitalist franchise under the guise of piety. And I have argued that. And I have said, I have said from the patristic leading up to the medieval eras and beyond, politicians or noblemen, leaders of a society who created or sensationalized tales about the sacred and profane, contained within Homer's Iliad, Hesiod's Theogony, Plato's Republic, or Socrates within the Phaedo, the Bible, the Quran, etc., continue to develop the theme of privileged position and status as it takes form from Homer to Plato, Aristotle to Aquinas and Augustine. When we attempt to study the foundations and evolutions of human society, when we delve into Plato's Phaedo and his other projects, it would seem as if he himself, Plato, could not escape this human condition, this nature described by Kant, this special interest intellectualism eschewed by Gramsci. I, you know, and we will get back to this as we begin to develop, look at this idea of privilege and position and revisit and looking at, looking at the history of it and looking at current trends today. So it's not that, it's not that the Republican Party is no longer a party of of individualism it is a party that speaks that is relevant in other words in other words what when when rules and when principles do not do not support its position then it would then have it change its strategy Stra- please remember strategy we talk about power you to strategy as a tool of power, and strategy and power uses various. Uh, sorry, power uses various strategy. Whoever is in power for for that particular time or the day. So when you look at so what happens, the, the same issue I have taught, I have discussed in another paper that I have uh, presented about NAFTA, looking at how NAFTA was cre- how NAFTA was created, the North American Free Trade Agreement, it was created to facilitate free trade, not internationally, but just among the countries who make up NAFTA. But when NAFTA does not support those who control, who benefit the most from NAFTA, they pull out, they criticize NAFTA, pull out of it, recreate it, and then rejoin it. Because they have, because the principles and the strategy does not support its privilege and its position. It Or it creates a kind of it, 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 the competition become much more stiff or fierce. So now it has to change, and that's what has... And so what I have argued in my book, Neoliberalism, Globalization, Income, Inequality, Poverty, and Resistance, this very same issue, when I had pl- applauded President Donald Trump for pulling out of NAFTA, because NAFTA was the death of international and free trade because it only protected a few over the many. But then we realized that the issue with NAFTA was that it was not it no longer served the status quo it no longer supported the kind of power that you're trying to the leverage that one that the persons who, who stand to gain the most over NAFTA when that did not work what they criticized NAFTA pulled out of NAFTA recreated NAFTA and rejoined NAFTA to strengthen so as to maintain and to strengthen the position and the benefit so so, so Mr. French, I will I will say to Mr. David French in this article: No, it is not true that the Republicans are no longer is no longer that party. But even if you if you look at the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, over time, even the positions have changed as it relates to slave, as it relates to to, to civil rights. Various parties change depending on the support that it. The, the support that it can get in order to realize its power, to maintain its power, to increase its its power, to extend its power. We will continue to discuss these very important issues as we continue to look at as you journey with me as I write this book. The privilege, power, position, status, and secrets to unlocking divine intervention. Continue to visit my, me at https colon forward slash forward slash the neoliberal dot com or https colon forward slash forward slash, slashronnaldo c mckenzie dot com and a copy of this particular of of an article i did looking at the development of privileged power status within the history within historical literature is available for a limited time, for a limited time at rmckenzie.academia.edu. But I will, but this particular, this particular discussion is going to be available in book form, but several essays will be released within, Ren- at, at the neoliberal post at renaldo.c.mackenzie.com. Thank you. Thank, continue to support this show. Share it with your friends. Send us a feedback and donate to us at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. Have a good day.